From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 506 for the week of October 4th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friend Mary Jo Malata-Willy and our special guest Matt Wozni. And in this segment, Matt talks about his experience with the very special Jungle Cruise Sunrise Safari. Hey, folks. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, Matt, you were in the parks recently, and you got to do this this special event. Was it just you? Did you bring the family? Nope. Um, it was just me. I nice. was I was uh, in San Diego on business. And of course you were. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I did do some uh, strategic planning of mm-hmm. uh, of my uh, my business trip to coincide with an open date that had uh, available reservations nice but uh yes it, it was uh it was very fortuitous <laughs> good planning on your part though because this is a brand new event and limited from what i hear absolutely mm-hmm. I, I think we were only the second or third uh group to be brought through it and i was just very recently, reading the trip reports of the first event, at, I think on the morning at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning before I got up to actually go to it. So it's uh, really hadn't hit the uh, hit the pages or the forums yet. So, um, it, it, but it goes it goes through what December I think, right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. they're they're taking it through the first uh, week of December, as I understand, um, okay. and. From what I gathered, um, there's roughly 32 seats available um, per day that they offer it. Okay, cool. Uh, and so I don't know if they vary that up or down based upon cast member availability, but that's the general gist of what I got out of it. Very cool. All right, so how early did you, you have to report to the Grand, right? Yep, so um, I, I I chose to be at the Grand uh, about 5 a.m., um, <laughs> Which meant a uh, you know pre three a.m. wake up. Uh, right. Oh my gosh! You're in San Diego, yeah. Yes, and um, so I got there, and they weren't quite ready actually when I I arrived. Um, and so there was there was a lot of people that that tended to stream in. I would say between five and around five twenty, and five twenty is where we actually went for registration. So okay. we we were confirmed in. We were asked about our dietary um, restrictions and how many, you know, members were uh, present for it. And I think we ended up at actually around 29 um, total members for this particular uh, excursion to the safari. All right. So where did they where did they take you from there? So we uh, we we congregated in the the. Um, the lobby of the Grand Californian Hotel, and they took us through the Brisa Courtyard, um, through the the general exit to downtown Disney, okay. um, through normal bag check, and everybody still had to be bag checked, even at uh, you know five twenty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bag, che- bag check wasn't even open. I, I was going to say it was it, open. 
it was specially staffed, okay. and uh, they brought in uh, three bag checkers. Um, I think I was the only person that really had a, a, a quote-unquote bag. Um, obviously, had my camera gear in it. Um, so we flew through that like it wasn't even there, essentially. And then congregated over at the uh, westmost gate of uh, Disneyland. So um, adjacent to the normal exit turnstiles where you would get your hand stamps. Okay. By, by the newsstand. Correct. And so um, once we uh, we ensured all of our parties had made it, um, you know, we were accompanied by, uh, I want to say about six cast members in mm-hmm. safari uh, gear with lanterns. Um, and uh, once we are all accounted for, you know, we were given our general instructions. You know, don't take pictures until we arrive at our destination, because obviously this is after hours. They're doing all yes. sorts of maintenance at Disneyland. So we were taken through the gate. And once we passed under the westmost um, tunnel of the uh, uh, train underpass, mm-hmm. that's when the Disneyland uh, photographers actually started to show up. So there was, I think, one or two right then and there when we passed through, and they followed us through our adventure through After Hours Disneyland um, towards the Jungle Cruise with a, a brief pause to take a group photo in front of the pumpkin um, which, uh, is, uh, you know, located adjacent to the flagpole in the, uh, the town square there. But, um, outside of that, you know, there was a couple pictures along the way, obviously not having any after hours, uh, crews, uh, in the picture, but, uh, it was a interesting sight to see. Let me tell you that. I mean, I've never been in Disneyland after hours, uh, either pre or post, and uh, to see, you know, modern-day trucks parked on Main Street and parked <laughs> in Ventureland um, was, was a little bit of an experience. And you, you said that lantern, so it was dark when you went there then, That's right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so it was, uh, it was pitch black when I showed up. Um, it, was, it was pitch black when we walked through the park. Um, they did have all of the um, all of the boom lights up on all of the Main Street uh, buildings, so they were raised, they were glaring bright. So it was a very bright environment um, on our walk there. Even Adventureland had all of the lights on. So um, you know, I've I've never seen that after dark either. And previous trip reports we had read, you know, they lit the castle specially so they could take pictures in front of it. We got the pumpkin, they got the castle. So I'm not sure how they're going to do that going forward, whether they're going to go for castle shots or, or pumpkin shots. I suppose it's going to depend upon the day and what they uh, what the maintenance crews are trying to do. Oh, that makes sense. So do they take you through the around through the main entrance of, jung- of Jungle Cruise? Um, actually, we did not enter through the Jungle Cruise. I okay. think we would have gotten a little bit wet probably um, exiting off of the boat onto the African Yeah, boat. I was going to say. <laughs> so um, what they ended up doing is uh, we moved our way through Adventureland. We passed the Jungle Cruise exit. We passed the Jungle Cruise queue entrance, and we went down the exit of uh, Indy. Okay. And so as, you, uh, as, as most people who have uh, ridden Indy know – uh, you know, when you're uh, when you're either entering it or exiting it, you happen to look to the east and you notice these enormous doors. And they look like yeah. actually ripped out of like King Kong because uh-huh. it looks like King Kong could pass through them. And so those doors were thrown open and they were thrown open to the east into the Jungle Cruise. Oh, how and cool. So, 
And so we 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 kind of congregated there. We were stopped, obviously, and said, "Nope, we're not going. We're not going further into Indy. We're we're heading uh, we're heading left to the east as we walk down the exit." And right then and there, we had uh, our MC for the entire event, and this was uh, was Edith, and she's dressed in period garb, speaking appropriate period uh, language in an English accent. And hmm. um, it, it, we had the Disneyland photographers also kind of congregated around us. And we were given our instructions for the day, and it was to be a set of challenges, essentially. What do you mean by challenges? So when um, when she says challenges, um, we were after we were seated, um, we were essentially given tasks, and okay. part of the tasks were okay. You're you're part of this um, Jungle Cruise crew, and when I say crew, you're going to be on the same boat together. And one of your tasks is. Um, you're either going to recite verbatim the the lines for that show scene, or you're going to improvise. And so one of the tasks was we were given some special pens, and we were given some special um, uh, cards, and we were told to either, uh, you know, memorize our lines or uh, create some new lines. Nice. Do you do this while you're eating, or is this done before you eat? Or um, as far as the timing goes of that, um, so you know, once we were once we were told we were going to be given challenges, and um, we were re- essentially released back onto the African belt. Um, when we made our way up there, along the the path were um, probably four to five, I want to say, um, you know, uh, servers. On silver trays, they had some nice crystal goblets filled with pog. And pog was passion fruit, orange juice, and guava juice. And so we were, we were told to take one of those and find our seats. And so we were all told our table, uh, that we would be sitting at actually at, back at the grand. So I was seated with, uh, two other individuals at a, a table of four. So when I say 29, um, people out of 32, there was a couple, uh, tables, which were not entirely full. And I happened to be one at one of them. And so as we enjoyed, uh, you know, our, our wonderful tropical juices, uh, the, uh, Edith came around table to table and engaged us. And, um, one of the engagements, well, I think it was actually pre, uh, pre being served anything other than the juice was she told us, um, number one, you know, about the cards and what we needed to do, but also gave us a jungle name. And so everybody on this, on this crew, you were not Matthew, you were not Mary Jo, you were not Tom, you were something else. And you were who? I was Meat Eater Matthew. <laughs> Very apropos for uh, was... my, my dietary uh, preferences, let me tell nice. you. Um, Kurt, uh, who was at my table, happened to just be Kurt with a guttural roar to it. Um, Julie happened to be Bejeweled Jewel. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't hear everybody's name, but it was it was very, uh, very reminiscent of when they had the Jungle Trading Company challenge, I think this last summer, um, that I participated in, where you were you received a jungle name and you you went on quests. So they, they, they tried to engage um, you. It wasn't just you are... Uh, you are a passive participant in this experience. It was very engaging. So that's very cool. Okay. So did they now at that point, did they assign you a scene that you were supposed to write the script for or? Yes. So every, um, every card had, you were part of a crew. So your crew meant you were going to be on a specific boat together. Right. Near as I can figure, 
they had four boats running um, at the time. Okay. And so eight, eight on a boat, basically. Essentially, yes. Okay. Um, and and within your crew, you had a specific scene that you were supposed to, um, you know, you were supposed to spiel to, mm-hmm. and not not every scene in the Jungle Cruise. So I, I tend to think they had ten to twelve scenes total, um, but there there was eight members per boat. So some scenes, uh, either the the resident skipper or uh, he would ask if you wanted to uh, get up and spiel to it or just improvise to it. So um, the whole Jungle Cruise essentially was covered one way or another. Very cool. Okay, so you, you did your, at your, your, your card, and then yes. where, where did we go from there? So, so we got our cards, we got our jungle names, uh, and, and then the food started to flow. And the Disneyland photographers were, were kind of hovering around during this entire uh, experience, right? They were, they were omnipresent. They were always there. Um, and the light is really what I, I think I noticed the most. Um, as we sat there, you know, it, it went from pitch black. If, if you look at my trip report, you know, it's, I've got the, the ISO cranked up on most of the shots. And it's a very dark sky. And as you progress, it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, so noticing the changing light and noticing what you can now see in the scenes was was probably one of the better uh, parts of the whole experience. Just being there for that that specific point in time um, of of seeing the sunrise. So as um, as we were doing that, food started to come. And we started with uh, with the parfait, and it was it was not your your usual parfait from Starbucks, right? Um, it was it was tropical fruit laced, you know, um, seeped um, or steeped seed laced. Um, it was just phenomenal. Ed- edible uh, orchid on top as a garnish with some star fruit. Um, again, go tr- go read my trip report. I'm salivating just thinking about it right now. Nice. Probably the best parfait parfait i have ever had in my life really uh, yes it, it was it was absolutely phenomenal um the 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 waiters and waitresses um manning this event absolutely on top of everything uh, my glass never got below half full um either on the the juice side or the coffee side and they were serving coffee out of french press um, wonderful wonderful coffee it's not uh it's not your usual you know wasn't Joffrey's? No. Well, yes, it was. It was not what uh, what you're going to make in your room at 4 a.m. Um, with the <laughs> room coffee maker, um, and and all of this, uh, mind you, is served on fine linens, silver, and fine china. Um, in the middle of the jungle. In the middle of the jungle on the African uh, African belt. So um, it was it was quite an experience. Let me tell you. I mean, when when people first uh, started hearing about this, you know, they're like. Well, they're going to set up some folding tables and there's going to be some solo cups and they're going to charge $300 for it. No, that is not the case. Help, this, help us picture where exactly the tables were set up. Um, so as uh, if you're riding the Jungle Cruise and you you pass the African bull elephant and the other more scary. Uh, yes, <laughs> as you, you pass it. that. You, you get the vista of the African belt. And so we were essentially um, from as far as you could see to the west, so to your right as you, you enter that show scene, over to um, the Lost Safari. And so the Lost Safari has the rhino, um, you know, chasing, uh-huh. yeah, chasing the porters up the, uh, the pole. And so our, 
our tables were all set up there. But what you don't see from the vista of a jungle cruise um, boat is what else we could see. And so what else we could see is uh, the way the, the, the attraction is configured is the hippo pool is extremely closely or not, sorry, not the hippo pool. Um, the African elephant bathing pool is extremely closely oriented um, geographically to where we were. And so 10 steps away from where we were sitting, we could see the backside of that. But so how surprised were you to see that? Um, I was extremely surprised because I, I, I mean, I honestly, as much as I had ever looked at um, aerial photos of the Jungle Cruise, I just, I didn't really realize how tightly the show scenes were right. woven together. I mean, it, Walt Disney was a master at, um, and anybody who's gone through a queue knows, you know, you look at the queue and you're like, oh, I only have, you know, three more minutes to go. 25 <laughs> minutes later, you're still winding through that same spot. Mm-hmm. But you've been you've been um, very masterfully um, oriented through it, so that was something that you just you do, you don't see from the boat, right? It's uh, it's it's simply something that you only see from the backstage area. And I would say the most surprising thing about this too is the backstage area is as well themed as the as the uh, the uh, you know audience facing area. It's it's everything is done. It, there's no corners cut. Everything is just perfect. So very, very interesting all around. I thought that was really interesting when you had noted that in your report. Yeah, it, it, it was quite amazing. I mean, you would figure in, in the modern day and age, you know, people would cut corners, but not Walt Disney uh, Company. I mean, they, they carry things through. Yeah, you showed a picture of a of an elephant in the bathing pool, and all we see from the boat is the back of the elephant, right? Correct. Yep. And then from, but in the backstage area, it's fully, it looks as if you could, as if the boats would, would pass by. Correct. Yeah. So I think that was just really interesting how they, how they did that and the ingenuity, like you said. Yeah. And and one thing I I do have to compliment them on as well, and I'll get this probably to this in a little bit is, um, you know, as the light started to pick up, um, I got up out of my table and I started to wander around a little bit more and, uh, you know, there, there's obviously things that are backstage only, right? If you're you're facing the back of um, the the butte that the lions are eating the zebra in, you know, right. there there is a control station slash electrical um, junction box or something of the sort back there. You know, it's disguised with with uh, camouflage netting while we were there, so um, didn't spoil the mood whatsoever. But you look at the rest of it, and you know, they had brought in vintage items for this entire event. Um, it just wasn't table set up, right? Nice. There was vintage cameras with bellows. There were uh, vintage phonographs uh, running, playing 1930s tunes, um, vintage suitcases and travel cases. And and some of them my wife looked at in the picture. She's like, oh, I would love that actually to use in real life. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was just absolutely great. I mean, they had they had gone above and beyond over the top on the theming here there was there was no lack of um lack of foresight on what specifically they chose to place around where we're where we were eating and how we were viewing this experience very cool all right so you got your parfait and what was next 
Um, lots of coffee, lots of interaction with our guests um, okay. and uh, the rising light. Um, next came a basket of uh, pastries. And so the ba- pastries were, um, uh, and I only had actually one of the pastries, uh, but the others I w- were told by my table mates were phenomenal as well. Mine was exceptional. Um, <laughs> were uh, pineapple bread, which was the equivalent, I would say, of a banana bread um, okay. but with pineapple instead. There were mm-hmm. regu- regular croissants, and then there were croissant-esque pastries, tartish um, with a, uh, a mango filling. And that is the one I had, and I would eat 20 of them if they were. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. It, it it was uh, the the food was not buffet food. Let me tell you that much. I mean, it was it was made to order practically. Um, I mean, actually, it was made about ten feet away from where I was sitting. I'm sure the pastries were were pre cooked, obviously, or pre baked, sorry, and then warmed on site. But um, the food itself, the main entree, as we move into that, um, those were all cooked on site, about ten feet away from where I was sitting. Wow. So they had, uh, they, they, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, um, uh, part of what I had, uh, gathered, cause I talked with, um, with, I, I believe it was Robert. Um, I think he was in food, uh, food and beverage, uh, with the Disneyland resort. He, he basically was our guide through all of our food experiences. And so whenever we had a question, he was, you know, he was present. He would, uh, he would walk us through it. I mean, the parfait, I had some questions around, um, walked us through it entirely, um, same with the main entree and same with the, the pastries. So he was omnipresent sitting there, uh, obviously in a suit, um, not, not in theme, but, uh, you know, you would expect that out of TDA and, uh, their, their food and beverage service. But, uh, um, as, as the light picked up, you know, we, we got up, we all milled up milled about the the show scene area and they they kept us out of the main show scenes um it's not like we got to go up and pet zebras or <laughs> or, or pet the uh the elephants or um the uh the giraffes uh, they they had it well cordoned off i i understand that in the first ones they they didn't have that so well defined so there may have been some stray people who thought hey let's go for a swim in the uh you know in the rivers but oh, uh yeah. They uh they they had it pretty well defined and pretty well under control. Um, but either the second or third time that we had showed up, and um, when they uh when they they brought out the the main entree, um, it was uh very well plated. I mean, uh, very nice colors, vibrant colors, good smells, good tastes. It was all around great, and I I practically licked my plate clean. Uh, it was. <laughs> Um, I can't speak for everybody in the crew because there's some people that didn't like one thing or another, but, um, you know, I'm, I, I haven't really met a food I didn't like if, uh, you've ever seen a picture of me. So, uh, well, lately those pick that's not going to be, we'll be able to tell. So, well, when I'm at Disneyland, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to make some exceptions for that, but, uh, um, so, um, what do they give you? So the, so the main entree, um, was actually, uh, Double, uh, made probably actually triple proteins and then some starches. Um, and so <laughs> the way breakfast should be. Yes. Well, I, I much agree with that. So, um, you know, the, probably the highlight of it is the, the honey glazed, uh, pork belly. And this was oh, absolutely cooked to perfection. Um, did 
spark a later um, debate slash controversy at my table of the uh, bacon versus pork belly. But uh, we'll save that for another, uh, another story. <laughs> um, it was garnished with um, some mushrooms and uh, a split pea. And so that was a sweet pea uh, split in half and uh, some spiced duck sausage. And the duck sausage wasn't everybody's favorite. So I loved it, but it did have some some very heavy spice undertones to it. Um, it was combined with some uh, some chopped kind of house potatoes, I would say. Um, not hash browns by any mean, but not also not, uh, uh, you know, home, home fries. It was uh, just kind of a, a diced potato and it, with, that was spiced with some African spices. And so um, the the eggs also and it was a, a cast iron ramekin of uh, scrambled eggs. And the eggs and the potatoes were both dusted with um, an Ethiopian spice. And I I researched that spice um, as part of my trip report. And so I've got the various ingredients to it. And then there was also a, a sort of spicy tomato relish that you could put on um, your potatoes if you wished. And it's pictured in one of my pictures there, but um, I took a, I took a little spoon of it and went, mm, okay. Yeah. I, I, I could use that, but I was more interested in how it was presented to me. Um, and so I just enjoyed it entirely. Very cool. So, I mean, uh, so it was a good portion. I mean, good portion size for, I mean, I would I would equate it to you know if you're if you're dining at Napa or at Club Thirty Three, it okay. would probably be the equivalent, right? It's okay. it's not it's not you're you're going and you're getting a you know sixteen or twenty ounces of food. It was mm-hmm. it, it was very very targeted towards the the taste bud receptors and right. Right. And, and triggering specific uh specific tastes and specific emotions out of um very finite amounts of uh of food but needless to say uh i mean i i don't think i ate till i had a turkey leg at you know 10 30 o'clock or p.m uh that same night so it wow. was it was ample enough so about what time was it when when you guys finished the entrees um, I want to say it was around seven, okay. uh, seven p or seven a.m. Okay. Let me let me uh, quickly uh, quickly hit my reference material here. <laughs> I apparently didn't do my homework. Just trying to get some idea as to how much time had had passed between all of that stuff. Uh, let's see here. So it looks like uh, we started to do our actual tours. Um, or actually, no, we, we left the African belt precisely at 726. Okay. And, uh, Kurt, Julie, and I were the last three out. And the reason being, uh, you know, we, we, we chose to use the restrooms and, uh, that was an experience in and of itself because we got to use cast member, um, backstage restrooms. Yes. Yes. So we, we passed the loading area of Indy and I got to sit and see, all of the awesome backstageness that is uh, lies underneath indie. And, you know, that's one of my big things is I've seen most of the things that are on stage. Um, you know, probably the dream suite is the only thing I haven't seen that's, that's on stage to date. And uh, the backstage is really where I, I find my interest, uh, you know, going to, I, I want to see how things work. I want to see how the cast members 
plan their day, how they interact, how they get to work, how they leave work, where they eat. Those are the types of things that are are really intriguing to me. And obviously no pictures um, because that would just simply not be respectful. Um, I probably could have sneaked one or two, but it uh, it wouldn't be in the Disney spirit. Well, that's really nice that you didn't do that, you know. I, I, I took it in mentally and uh, I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you went back back through the indie queue and through the front gate of Jungle Cruise? This uh, yep. So we, we exited um, the exit of Indy um, as a group and um, we made our way over towards the Jungle uh, Cruise queue entrance and we actually did enter via the queue. And uh, the thing here was... Uh, you know the the maintenance crews were still out, so we all had to jump over the cobra. So there was a there there was a a hose strung across the entrance to the queue, and we don't touch the cobra, don't make it, uh, make it angry. So uh, you know Edith was the master MC, and I can't say enough good things about Edith. She is my new favorite cast member. Afterwards, oh. I mean she she totally owned it. Uh, she embodied it. She uh, she just lived it. And uh, she was just absolutely great. So we make our way through the queue, and instead of doing a curl around to um, where we uh, where we enter the boat, I want to say we actually entered on the uh, the exit side. So it was a straight path through where you would normally make the right, and you either go up to the upper queue or you go through the the vintage turnstiles. I want to say we entered um, through the exit, uh, actually onto the Jungle Cruise boat. Okay. Cool. My memory may be fading me, um, but I'm sure somebody will chime in if I'm incorrect. <laughs> uh, so, any any questions to uh, to where we got to there? Nope, we're good. Okay. Um, so we uh, we we situate ourselves on the boat, and um, there I think only two people ended up getting the middle seats. Um, so probably um, you know three three on each side up next to the skipper and then two behind uh, the skipper. Uh, and there was also every boat had a Disneyland photographer on it. Oh. And, and so we had in-boat uh, photographs and then we had external photographs that were going to be taken. And so before we left the dock uh, on our cruise of, uh, you know, three days, four nights, uh, <laughs> depending on where they leave us, um, we all got an opportunity to go up to the helm. And, uh, you know, there was very few restrictions placed upon us, uh, what we were to do at the helm, you know, don't touch the gun pretty much was, uh, the only thing. So, uh, <laughs> there was some interesting, uh, photographs that came, uh, out as a whole. And so I've, I've reviewed all 542 photographs that oh, our, wow. our Disneyland photographers, uh, had taken during our time there. And there's, there's quite a few interesting ones of people at the helm. So they're standing up on the dock, taking a picture of us and a little bit more on that later and why they were taking a picture of us. But, um, you know, we, uh, we got some great ones. Nice. And so after, after everybody had had their opportunity to do that, you know, it was time for essentially our, you know, three days, four night jungle cruise, uh, to, to start. So excellent. So y'all, you all, you all had your assignments, correct? Okay, cool. So, so how did it go? Tell us about right. it. So uh, we round the first uh, first turn, right? So you leave the dock, you wave mm-hmm. goodbye to all the pretty people on the dock, you wave mm-hmm. goodbye to the, everybody else, and hope you're gonna, ever going to see them again. Um, as soon as we uh, rounded about Indy, uh, engines throttle back. We're stopped. We're dead in the water. We have our Jungle Cruise skipper looking at us. He eyes us up and down. 
<laughs> we, we eye him up and down. What's coming next? He goes in the safety spiel, and it's something that we weren't expected to recite, but obviously uh, Disney uh, lawyers uh, expect everybody to uh, recite. So we get the safety spiel, and then it's essentially all uh, all bets are off. So we uh, we know we know that we're going to move through show scenes, and we know that we've been given cards with show scenes on them. Mm-hmm. What we don't know at the time is how much improv we're we're allowed to uh, we're allowed mm-hmm. to give. And the other thing we don't know is, you know, none of us have skippered a Jungle Cruise boat before. Right, right. So, um, you know, we've we've probably seen it, in my case, you know, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Other cases, you know, this could be their fifth or sixth or seventh time. We've there's varying experiences here. So we were given um, some coaching on it. And, you know, our coaching was if you want to give a good cruise, say your spiel with pride. Uh-huh. Quite close into the side. Not all of us followed that at first, and we were politely reminded, and it turned out to be a great, uh, great piece of advice. Let me tell you. Let us uh, let us feel like true jungle jungle cruise uh, skippers. So my uh, my show scene was actually one of the first that was up. So I I, I was on Tiger Boat, and um, from what I saw in the pictures, there was a hippo boat and. Uh, I think a rhino boat, um, okay. all told. So, so three boats, I want to say, um, and there must have been a fourth boat, but I didn't happen to catch a, a card name out of, uh, that crew. So I had the, uh, the tiger and, you know, my tiger scene was, uh, why does the tiger have stripes? So he won't be spotted. And so I, I, I did stick to script. And then as, as, um, our skipper, prompted me is that all right and so <laughs> then i then i went into some of the and that is a bengal tiger and he can jump 25 feet thankfully we're only 20 feet away he'll jump right over us into the lost delta nice and boom bada bing it was <laughs> uh the jungle cruise was on let me tell you that sparked a lot of um let's not let's do the verbatim script mind you right. everybody wanted to get theirs theirs right and perfect but then they spun into funny witty antic jokes and that was that was what really made the trip right you you're not going to hear most of these and and they weren't just recycled uh jokes that people had heard a million times over and over they were original things that people had thought up and i unfortunately didn't think to write any of those down but it was it was a laughter filled cruise let me tell you nice i bet you there was a camaraderie right because you're you're sharing this experience that um 99 people will not ever do so i would think that you know the the club of of the (laughs) Sunrise Safari, I guess. Or, or, or the League of, um, what is it? The League of Secret Skippers, I believe, is uh, <laughs> what we were into. Um, yes, they, uh, I mean, we're sharing a mic as well. Um, so our, our Jungle Cruise skipper, our official skipper, who's uh, actually piloting the boat and operating the throttle and the, the wheel, um, he's got a, a mic, and we're passing the other mic around. And, um, you know, we do a first pass. And so we pass it around to everybody on board. And I actually ended up doing two spiels. I think I did Shrice oh. Falls uh, because Julie didn't want to get up and spiel, uh, at least in the first pass. 
Um, so I, I did Schweitzer Falls and I did the Bengal Tiger. And then we, we roll up to Trader Sam at the very end, make our way all around it. And, and before I, I get to the very end, you know, one thing that actually kind of surprised me is I had half expected Disneyland, uh, special events to be cleaning out the African belt. Right. Our tables and chairs and tablecloths and lights and, and suitcases, everything was still set up there. So <laughs> uh, as we passed, I did catch one or two pictures of, hey, we were up there. That's where we sat. And I, I showed my wife and children and they're like, whoa, that's cool, daddy. But uh, so we we made our way around and everybody starting to really feel into it. And, you know, you're, you're, you're nervous your first time. You, you, you stutter, you, you miss your lines or you hold the mic too close and you get some feedback or you're, you're overblown. Um, by the time we made it back to the dock, I think we had all just been, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, inducted into, uh, you know, the Jungle Cruise Skipper Society. And we hadn't, we hadn't completed it yet, obviously, but, um, we were ready. We were ready for more. And so we get up there. And we got Edith and Edith is there. She's on the dock right at the exit. She's cheering us on. She's telling us, how did you do? What did you do? Are you going to do it better? And boom, before we know it, we're off on a second cruise. Nice. And so uh, the second cruise, as we, you know, as we leave the dock, we round again. We're, we're sitting at the dock on the lost Delta and um, sorry, the cat's uh, yelling here. Um, as we're sitting at the dock on the lost Delta, our skipper goes, trade your card with somebody. And so <laughs> we're all looking around and like, wait a minute. You know, I know my card. I know my scene. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Nope. Trade your card with somebody. So I swap with the gentleman uh, sitting uh, directly across the boat from me. And I think I ended up with uh, the lost safari on that one. But and he ended up with mine, so he was now first up, um, and that uh, you know that that riled a lot of people. They weren't re- prepared, they hadn't read, but we we did swimmingly on the next cruise as well, and more jokes came out. Um, I think nobody ever had gotten the um, where the the apes had turned over the the safari party with the overturned uh, jeep esque vehicle, the kind of FJ forty Toyota looking jeep. Uh, <laughs> There, so uh, you know, Carl, uh, who is our skipper, he he did that one for us. I wasn't willing to get up; I was still a little bit shy at the time. But uh, it was all in all. I mean, we we handled it in stride and did a phenomenal job, even on the second pass around. Very cool. And then there was a surprise waiting at the end too. So as we uh, as we got up to the dock after we passed Sam. We get up to the dock, and um, we were now officially inducted. Oh. And so that that's interesting and all, right? We're, we're officially members of FOSS. What happens then? <laughs> well, e- Edith, uh, Edith tells us a couple things. She, uh, she says, first off, as a member of FOSS, your obligation is, when you suspect anybody you encounter from here on out to be a member of Floss, you should greet them. And you should greet them with a secret phrase and a secret gesture. And that secret phrase and secret gesture are known only to other Floss members. <laughs> so if you start it and 
they don't immediately go into it, you you got to pull that back. You got to save yourself. You got to you got to say, oh, sorry, I was coughing, or you know, I was just having having a seizure or something of the sort, and uh, just back that right off. And so we were told how to how to gesture, how to say the phrase, and then how to how to carry that back and and say, oh, sorry, I was just <clears throat> I was sneezing, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know who you are, so. Um, I and hope then you really get a chance to find somebody who could do it like that. That would be really neat. Well, so I walk around Phoenix doing it, and I get the strangest looks. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, my, my my boss today, he he just looked at me and said, "Boy, what what is wrong with you?" <laughs> um, so is it 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 was a very fun and interesting thing, and uh, you know we're we're greeted in our our future communications with it because I I did get a um, email from Floss today, and it, it started out with my secret uh, my secret word. So um, they're they're looking out for you. Nice, nice. Sounds like a wonderful experience, all in all. It, it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I've done some special things at Disneyland, and you know, this is the first one that I can say Disney did one hundred percent right. Um, they, they did not miss on anything with this experience. At least mine. Right. I, I, I can't speak for the first one or if there was a second one or any subsequent ones, but, but mine was, was done without flaw. I have zero gripes. I have zero, uh, hesitation. Would I do this again? I would absolutely do this again. I mean, money permitting, I would take my whole family on it. Um, it was, it was done phenomenally. The cast that they selected and I don't know how they went about getting the cast members to to sign up to do this but they they chose at least in my case all the right ones um i i couldn't say enough good things about this uh this experience and you know i wish they they would broaden it out and carry it forward beyond um you know the early december like they're doing um you know price wise uh, I know a lot of people are also complaining about the price, but um, you know I've, I've described the experience. I haven't described what you get after the experience well, either. And I mean, it sounds like you get a lot for your money at this point, even. Yes. Yeah. No, I would agree. I mean, uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's going to be a buffet breakfast." No, it, it's not a buffet breakfast. Yeah. It's 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 done to your dietary requirements. It is something that takes love and time to put together. This is not something you will find anywhere right. as buffet in the world. I mean, it's it is it is great food. It is beyond phenomenal service. Uh, never had a want anywhere. If I had dropped my knife, somebody would have been there to pick it uh, pick it up, give me a replacement. I mean, that was the level of service and attention that was heaped upon us. And then just the number of cast members to even take us into the park six um, six cast members. To cover twenty nine people um, moving from the Grand California into mm-hmm. the trips. tack on another four to five Disneyland photographers just to get us there. More once we got there, and more to go on boats. I mean, the 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 cast member level um, was was it was probably one to one, right? <laughs> at the end of the day, when you when you include the skippers, when you include the photographers, when you include the food and service crew, when you include bag check, it it was easily one to one. Yeah. Um and this experience, um, it lasted for quite a while. 
Um, I was, we were leaving just as early magic hour was starting at Disneyland um, proper. So they were coming in um, for, you know, a rope drop, I want to say around what, eight ish. Uh, I think it was eight. I'd have to check my trip report. Um, but, you know, we, we were there leaving after rope drop had started for early magic hour. So it was, you know, from 5 a.m. essentially from when they, they had me and they were handling me, um, to when they said they kind of wiped their hands to me. If you want to go back into the park on your annual pass or you want to leave, um, you know, it was essentially around three hours. Okay. So uh, a fair amount of time, and it seemed a lot longer. I mean, it it, it didn't seem like three hours. It, I, we were never rushed. Um, I, I would say the only time I felt kind of rushed is when I returned from the cast member bathrooms, and uh, most of the people had already left, and it was my table still left uh, taking pictures. <laughs> but uh, it was it was great. We were we weren't rushed. We had a lot of time. We had a lot of experience with the cast members, um, and that is just the experience as a whole. All right, let's talk swag. Okay, so um, here we go. So the swag, um, as we rounded uh, rounded Trader Sam there, and we pulled up to the dock, and Edith uh, took us through how we uh, how we recognize other members of Floss. Um, we were told that we had a special gift awaiting. So when I mentioned the uh, the pictures that they had taken of everybody at the helm of uh, uh, one of the boats earlier, um, they would they said. Your your gifts are on the table. You'll know it when you see it. Well, uh, it was it was the picture of us at the helm, and it was it was printed in a in a sepia format, and so you know it was that uh, that old old looking uh, film uh, mm-hmm. uh, equ- uh, equivalent, and so that was slipped into a a real wood box marked with um, uh, Jungle Exploration Company Limited, I believe. Uh, you can check my trip report for the exact verbiage, but uh, it was a crate essentially. Okay. <clears throat> a crate with a, like a, a jute um, uh, rope handle to it. And so if you remove the lid and you dug past the instructions and you dug past the, the packaging to it, um, it, it, it essentially is a totem that you, uh, you assemble together. And I know people were were speculating when this uh, this first came out. Oh, they're going to give you a plastic mask, and you know, is that worth three hundred dollars? Well, no. Number one, the experience alone, swag aside, worth three hundred dollars in my opinion. Oh, uh, my wife is bringing me the uh, the totem right now, but uh, we're not on video. <laughs> um, but it is a it is a a wood crate, and it has a wood extension that plugs into the top of it. And you have a nice wood uh, tiki mask with a a quote unquote crystal spear that uh, protrudes out of the top of it. Um, probably some plexiglass version, but um, it's it's something that nobody else has. And you know, I was not expecting this for the price. Right? How, was, how big is it? Oh, um, total. Well, it doesn't even fit in my display case. If you've ever seen my own, like Club Thirty Three collection of stuff, but I would say it's. Uh, 16 or 18 inches high. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the box itself is probably five and then about six for the tiki mask and then another five or six for the, the spear on top of it. Wow. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, if you, uh, you'll probably see some, oh, you you will see some pictures if you go to the trip report. So it's, it's rather substantial. And the, the picture, 
The box itself has a, a nice little routered in um, place for your sepia pitcher. Um, and so it just, it totally fits with everything. I mean, nice. theming, theming extending into the swag. And <laughs> that's not something you, uh, you, you really get all that often. Right, right. So, so I, you know, I, when I say, I can't say enough good things about how Disney pulled this off. I, it is soup to nuts. It, uh-huh. from the first point that you encounter somebody getting out of your car at the Grand Californian, essentially to you leaving Disneyland Resort gates, um, you are handled with high touch, with high interest, um, theming. It is, it is one of the better things that I have ever seen or reviewed. Now, oh, you, nice. you talked about the, the 500 and something pictures. Do, were those um, sent to you, or how was that handled? So um, I just received the link this morning, um, and so I took the tour on the 24th, I want to say, um, and so this is six days later, and um, we received a link through Disney um, Special Events, I want to say, and with a password, and so you're able to go there and you're able to download full-resolution images. And when I say nice. full-resolution full images, they're, they're, they're JPEGs in the, I think, six to eight megabyte per range so they're not raw format um that you can tweak after the fact um they're uh, presumably already post-processed um they look pretty good by and large uh you know a lot of fill flash on them um but they they cover the aspects that you're you're not ever going to see right. and one thing you'll you'll probably if you've ever seen my trip reports I'm really not present in any of them because I'm behind the camera on all of them it's it's very nice to have someone taking pictures um, you know, where you're, you're not responsible for handing your camera off to somebody mm-hmm. else, right? It's, it's essentially a five member crew or six member crew of Disneyland photography following you around for three hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which, which is, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty extensive. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I shot 500 pictures myself. So, uh, <laughs> between the six of them, I'm, you know, 542 is, uh, probably not all that bad. I'm sure they triaged out quite a bit of them, but, uh, it was every, every angle seemed to be covered. Um, you know, they didn't get the food picks, obviously that, um, you know, I was, I was focused on, but the, the, the people and the experience picks, um, they, they captured them pretty, pretty darn extensively. Very cool. Um, Matt, what's the title of the trip report? Um, the title of the trip report on the Diz boards is, <laughs> that is a good question. Um, Tom, if you want me to email while he's getting it, if you want me to email the link to you so you oh, can of course. put it in I, the show I, notes. I will do that, definitely. Okay. So I think, it, I think it's under reviews um, okay. um, because I didn't, I didn't technically t- title it a trip report because it'll be moved to the uh, (laughs) section. Well, you'll notice that I do that anyway if it's, but this is so that just if it's going to give tips and something for that's educational, I'll put it, I'll leave them on the Disneyland board. At least for a while. But as soon as they start turning into trip report reports, they go to the trip report board, regardless of what they're titled. So. This is so good. <laughs> the uh, the official title of it was Matt's Sunrise Safari Report: Breakfast okay. on the Jungle Cruise. Nice. And so it's uh, it's presently on page two of the Disboards, which uh, I'm sure it'll trend down by the time uh, the podcast gets posted. But uh, you know, you can you can search for uh, threads started by whoever, 
and uh, I'm sure you'll get a, a fair amount of them. Okay, just just to clarify, Matt's name on the boards is whoever. whoever. So don't look for whoever. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I, you know, that that was an interesting uh, screen name when I chose it, and uh, people say, "Oh, you should check out the post by whoever." They're like, "Oh, who is that?" It's like, no, it's actually by whoever. So, um, no, it was. Uh, I mean, it was as much fun writing it as it was uh, experiencing it the first time, and you know, part of. Part of why I, I do these trip reports is so I can re-experience them over and over again. And it, it, it just takes me back um, to right when I was there, the emotions I was feeling when I had that, that particular experience in that picture. And I mean, it, it helps, uh, it helps me much as, as much as it helps everybody else see, you know, experiences that they may want to take into. What was your favorite part of the experience? Um, I would say my favorite part of the experience was after I exited the indie queue into the African belt and it opened up uh, wow. me, um, because that was, that was, you know, raising the, uh, raising the curtain on the wizard of Oz uh-huh. and getting to see really true behind this, uh, behind the scenes, um, areas and it, it and it wasn't like oh there's this mystical magical thing behind the scenes it was just I'm behind the scenes I'm looking into the show scene from the wrong direction um, and I'm seeing you know they they were circling uh, boats through before we uh, we had finished uh, breakfast actually and so seeing uh, seeing boats go by was like. It, it was pretty interesting. Let me just I would say it. that would trump the blue by you by a thousandfold, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I do appreciate. I mean, Pirates is uh, between Pirates and Haunted Mansion. Those are my two favorites. Um, Jungle Cruise being tied for my second uh, with uh, with whatever falls into my second that day. But uh, yeah, it it that is it, it's pretty darn amazing. I mean, it it it's like river or like waterside at the blue bayou. But way more interesting <laughs> and way better food too. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm in fact, I've got Blue Bayou reservations for my upcoming trip. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's not the same. At least, at least they didn't serve you zebra. Well, you know, I I like the dark meat, white meat, dark meat, white meat. Dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do, right? Exactly. Oh man. All right, Matt. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with it. We with us. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tom and Mary Jo. Awesome. So be sure to check out Matt's full trip report with lots and lots of pictures, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll put put a link to that in our show notes page at www.disunplug.com. Uh, Matt, again, thank you. Mary Jo, thanks. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.